Hello, and welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thank you for listening this Monday, March 8th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include questions for lenders to consider, part one of my interview with Gina Choi, and the effect of February's payroll report on inflation expectations. I'd like to thank this week's podcast sponsor, Candor. Have you heard of Candor yet? As you'll hear shortly, they're gaining groundswell for their dynamic, adaptive, and automated underwriting engine. Let's start the week with a gaggle of questions. Do you feel old knowing that Taylor Swift is older than the four Beatles were when they broke up? Have you begun talking about restart economics? Are you helping borrowers impacted by the pandemic? The CFPB hopes so. Are fintech companies and lenders as good at supporting the local community as independent mortgage bankers and brokers are? Are wholesalers concerned with RESPA? Does anyone know if we can take showers yet, or should we just keep washing our hands? For answers to those questions, the associated links, and more, go to robchrisman.com. The big news to close last week was the unexpected jump in the headline figure of the Employment Situation Report for February, which showed that the economy added 379,000 jobs over the course of the month. While the report was excellent news for a struggling American economy, Before we get ahead of ourselves, there was no big impact on the unemployment rate or number of underemployed workers, and the labor force participation rate declined. Overall, the number of employed persons has fallen by 8.5 million over the past year. With such a positive headline on that payrolls report, the talk turned back towards inflation and rising yields, though MBS and U.S. Treasuries ended the week on a mixed note with the 10-year unchanged on the day Friday, it still closed up 9 basis points for the week and touched 1.62% at one point. Minneapolis Fed President Kashkari said that the recent upward movement, quote, suggests that our framework is delivering what we want it to deliver, unquote. And when there is an actual real rise in yields, it would give him pause. St. Louis Fed President Bullard was unbothered as well, and separately dismissed Operation Twist, where the duration of purchases of bonds would be changed as a policy option at this time. It would appear the Fed is looking for further stresses in the market before acting. My guest today is from a company I'm curious about, Candor. They seem to have come out of nowhere and are sharing client statistics that are incredible for a company at any stage, new or mature. Their machine has processed about 350,000 underwrites, and their clients get a cycle time reduction of more than 18 days and improved pull-through by 24%. I'm going to have a conversation with Gina Choi, Candor's chief product officer. Gina, thanks for coming on the Christman Commentary Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It seems like Candor came out of nowhere swinging hard. What exactly does Candor offer? So Candor is a mortgage tool that assists in the underwriting process for residential loans. So what it does, it's dynamic, it's adaptive to underwriting thinking, um, more so in regards to how we ingest data from the loan application itself. We also ingest items from credit along with any AUS that's been ran on the loan from Fannie to Freddie. And we aggregate all that data and put forth conditions in the same manner that a human underwriter would when they look at the context of the file. It does it very quickly and it does it just like a very highly talented underwriter does. We have all of the guidelines built into our platform and it puts forth an underwrite as you would expect a human underwriter would would give you when reviewing that loan. So it sounds like a really beneficial product. Could you walk me through how, how this is different from the AUs or other AUs? Absolutely. So with Fannie and Freddie, 
when you talk about DU desktop underwriter for Fannie, or you talk about LPA loan prospect advisor for Freddie Mac, is that they have their guidelines built in there as well. And they will go ahead and give you a conditional approval or a suspense or a, you know, a decline, depending on what that data is on that 1003 or the ERLA or the loan application, the ULAD as it's known now. And what Candor does is it takes all that data as well, but it becomes a little bit more dynamic and specific to the loan scenario in itself. So as the makeup of every borrower is different, how Candor takes that data and outputs it, does it in the same manner that every result is different. It's no conditional approval is going to look the same. Even though borrower may be in the same conforming 30-year fix for borrower A and borrower B has the same, the makeup behind borrower A and borrower B are different. And Candor recognizes that. So some of the things that when I say dynamic or more robust for an example would be, we not only ingest the data that's given to us on the loan application, but we also ingest documents that are being sent to us. And we process ICR, OCR in them. We scrape that data. We take that data from the documents in itself and we add it to the data that we receive on the loan application. And we do a bunch of cross-corroboration and how that makes sense from an end-to-end perspective. So for example, if you have a loan that is a second home, you know, the guidelines will just state second homes, make sure that it's more than 50 miles away from your current residence, if not justify the reason why it would be a second home versus an investment property. This is just as, as a sample of, of what Candor does. So when we get a home, or when we get a loan rather, that is the occupancy is a second home. We actually do a distance measurement between the primary residence and that second home. If it is less than 50 miles, we will tell you what that mileage calculation is and for it to be justified as to why that would be a second home versus having to flip it to an investment property. If you then quickly change that to an investment property and rerun Candor, you'll automatically get that condition cleared and it'll now no longer be applicable because now you're going as an investment property versus a second home. So how Candor works is it's dynamic based off data changes where you get an immediate response back, whether those conditions may no longer be applicable or they may change based off the data that's received. And uh, on the other side of it as well, when it comes to the documents that we receive and data that's scraped off for that, that also influences impacts your conditional approval. And we do that at every piece of data that's received. Thanks for sharing, Gina. For part two of our interview, tune in tomorrow. Back to some capital markets. The most likely market moving event of this week will be the $120 billion mini refunding, which begins tomorrow. Investors will proceed with caution after recent memories of a horrendous seven-year auction. On the data front, markets this week will get updates on wholesale and retail inflation, as well as consumer sentiment with the Fed in their blackout period. Today's calendar begins later this morning with February employment trends and wholesale inventories and sales. The only other event is a short-duration T-bill auction. Helping the demand for what lenders are producing, today's MBS purchase schedule is the largest on the remaining schedule, targeting up to $7.7 billion of MBS, including over $6.2 billion of UMBS 30s. We begin the day with agency MBS prices worse down roughly an eighth, and the 10-year yielding 1.60% after the U.S. Senate passed the $1.9 trillion stimulus package over the weekend. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Me, how much is the rent for this gorgeous apartment? The landlord. Sir, this is a liquor store. (laughs) Thanks again to Candor for sponsoring today's podcast. I look forward to hearing more great things. 
Want to know more? Go to candortechnology.com. Tell them Robbie Chrisman sent you. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.